Sip and Listen, the podcast meant to inspire, challenge, and empower collaboration while taking actions that matter. With your host, beauty maker Christina Wartz, media princess, Carrie Keller, and the lover of all things marketing, Elisa Lane. Let's face facts. Your business is either growing or dying. Limeware Promotions wants to help your business grow. The strategy is not only to get seen, but remembered. And that's where Limeware comes in. We're here to help you come up with some fun and catchy promotional ideas so you get seen and remembered. At Limeware, we are ready to take on all your promotional needs from custom embroidery hats and screen print shirts all the way to business cards and pens. Limeware Promotions. Find us on Facebook and Instagram and let the growing begin. Hey, hey, hey. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Wow, Linda's here. <laughs> so we just had breakfast at Olive and Ivy's, which is one of my favorite places for coffee and like preparing for the show. And we got to sit with Linda. We did. Who's here from California and flying back, unfortunately, today. But we got to actually get a glimpse of her in action. She, and Carrie was in tears. I was. She is freaking amazing. So you were a skeptic I before am, we started. I am. I totally am. I believe in just about anything, including unicorns. <laughs> well, I know you do. I know you do. But I have this dual personality kind of thing that is, I want to believe, but come on. So I've always got these two little voices, like you said, going back and forth. I just don't even know what to say. So, okay. So you actually, before she got there, you talked to me about it. And I your did. dad passed away. He did. And his birthday's in two, two days. days. And you were like, I wonder if she could give me something. And... Linda came in. <laughs> the first thing, wow, is like, is it your I, birthday? I can't even is it his birthday? Yeah, coming up, and I was like, oh my gosh, there's and no way she could have possibly known that. We've never, no, never spoken, and she didn't want to know anything. No, she didn't. She's she like, wouldn't even look at me. Don't tell me anything. No, that's what I always do. I tell people when they they say, oh, you know, my mother just passed, and I'll stop them. I'll say, please don't tell me anything else. And it's not that I'm uninterested. It's just that I want you to know that everything that comes through comes through from spirit. And not from something you told me. It was, I just don't, I'm speechless. Completely speechless. I mean, so are you a believer said, now? I completely am. There's no way she could have known the things that she knew. And even my grandmother and grandfather. I mean, come on. They're nice people, by the way. Thanks for letting me meet them. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> they are. They, they really are. are super sweet. Oh, it's crazy. Okay, so I met Linda at an event. And I sat next to her. And there was something about her. That's just kind of magnetic is a good way to say it. I right? completely agree. And then we just exchanged cards and I just knew like there's something going to happen. I didn't know what. And we found out, you know, she had an interest about coming on the show and she lives in California. And, you know, I love to have people in the studio. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, great. We can do, an, you know, a call in. Not, not a big deal. But she actually wanted to come in for this. And it was such a treat because to see her and to just be in her presence I can't even explain it. And I, I know. know you work with people over the phone, which really is an experience in its own. It's interesting because I wondered at first how that was going to work over the phone or by a virtual meeting. Because I have clients in Australia and London and Denmark, kind of all over the world. But it really makes no difference. And sometimes they'll come to me actually before the reading starts. I, I would say probably the most memorable for me was when... I had a reading and I, about 35 minutes before the phone reading started, I started getting a lot of information, so I started writing it all down, only to find out that the reading wasn't scheduled until five minutes before. So I was getting information a half hour before this woman even knew she was getting a reading. Wow. Wow. 
<laughs> we're both like, wow. I know, I, know, I just That's don't. That's what I'm, I said. All I could think of, how do you take Linda to a party? Happen? Like, how? Oh, I don't. Like, she'd <laughs> be like the entertainment. She like, couldn't even Linda, go to the pool yesterday. Linda. I know. <laughs> we couldn't even let her eat. We're like, Linda, Linda, don't say anything. Linda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much when I go out to eat, there's a 50-50 chance I'm going to end up reading the waiter or waitress. Do you ever, like, just keep it to yourself? You know, it, I, I can't, really. So when I, it, it's almost like a gentle nudging when I'm getting a message for someone and I'm supposed to give it to them. It's like this gentle nudging, like, okay, you're going to tell them. Are you going to tell them? Are you going to tell them? And I'm finally like, okay. But I know that that's my purpose. I know that the things that I went through, I don't know if you want me to explain my sure, background. Absolutely. So basically, uh, three and a half years ago, I was VP of marketing for a $3 billion company and my life was going pretty well. And uh, I was, unfortunately, I was sexually assaulted. And I ended up getting severe post-traumatic stress disorder, which sent me into a complete tailspin. And I ended up having to leave my job and my home and my family and go into treatment, into residential treatment for post-traumatic stress disorder. And there I was in a facility for mental health starting to be able to talk to dead people. And I'm seeing people that weren't there and I thought, oh, fabulous, I'm legit going crazy now. So luckily there was somebody that worked there that was very metaphysically aware and started. So you, you didn't have this like growing up. This isn't like. No, you, I've you always been after that psychic moment. pretty mm -hmm. much since I was born. I've always known things that I had no way of knowing, but I never really thought about it because that was just kind of me. And so I just went on and I, you know, got my undergraduate degree, got my MBA, did my corporate thing. Um, but seeing people from the other side and being able to communicate with them, that was all new. And I knew that I was never going back to my regular job. Something just told me that that was never going to happen. And due to the PTSD, I, I can't, even if I wanted to right now. But I also knew that my purpose was to help people. And I've kind of always tried to live my life that way. Um, but I thought, okay, well, that's wonderful. But how am I going to do that? And then li literally I started seeing people that weren't there. And once I got past the concern for my own sanity, um, when the person who was thankfully metaphysically aware started validating the things that I was seeing, the people that I was seeing, the events that I was seeing. And I thought, oh, okay, so this is new. And then literally it was almost like a dimmer switch being turned on. I think the psychic part was part of it, but it literally was just kind of turned it on. So now that I can do this, I know that I'm meant to help people. So when I get these kind of messages, I know that that is something I'm supposed to give. There's a reason I'm standing there at that moment mm -hmm. on that day in front of that person that's working. Um, or that person that's shopping, or that massive movie star that's on the airplane next to me, that was the most awkward one that I got a message for. Um, How did they react? You know, that's the interesting thing. They've never actually had me give a message to somebody who wasn't ready to hear it. Mm. And, I mean, what are the chances that some strange lady is going to approach you? Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm nice enough and all, but seriously, <laughs> I'm going to approach you and say, I'm sorry, has your father passed away? And they're not going to say, uh, can you please go away? Yeah. But literally every single person that I've approached has been willing to hear me out. And the messages have been for them. Do you think there's just a deeper connection to the connection that we all are that's coming through you? And I do. people just know that. I do. Some... And I feel like that's part of the reason I went through the trauma that I went through. Because it, the, this, this last sexual assault was not the only time I've been sexual assaulted. I had a lot of childhood trauma. Um, I've been raped before. So this wasn't the first time. But I think in having gone through that trauma, that difficulty, that kind of breaking of my spirit, people see that I've been there. Mm -hmm. And they don't have to have gone through the same thing. People get broken in different ways. But when your spirit is broken, you can see other people who either have been there, who understand, who truly get what you're going through, and they open up more.
So I think having gone through what I've been through, that enables me to touch people in a way that I couldn't without that. So I can't really look back and say, I wish my life had been different because I wouldn't be able to help the people that I do now in the way that I can now. Hmm. And you actually want to help even more than just people looking for some message. You're actually going a little bit further. And we talked a little bit about this over the phone. Mm -hmm. Is that something that you're willing to share? And sure. I mean, I, <clears throat> I know having done this, and again, it's only been several years that I've been doing this, but they kind of tell me what I'm meant to do, the messages that I'm meant to give. But I'm looking at some of the trends that I've been seeing. And literally in the last two weeks, I've had seven of my readings have had victims or suicides come through. And the suicide epidemic is tragic. It's tragic. And there's so many people that are just, again, they're broken to the point where they can't see past another solution. And it's not as if these people are very clearly thinking, yes, I know I have this family who loves me. I see that I have all these wonderful things in my life, but this is what I'm still going to do. That clear thinking doesn't exist. And for people who have never suffered from depression or suffered from anxiety, it's very difficult for them to imagine why would they make this choice. But some of the things that I've also been given the information on is that there's a lot of people in this world that are empathic. And I know that that's kind of a, a term of, of the latest years, but really what that means is that they're very in tune to other people's emotions. So sitting with you, I can feel your emotions. You can put a smile on your face all day long, but I know <laughs> how you're really feeling. And I sense that you two are very much that way. Um, but Carrie doesn't even have to be in the room. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> That's true. I'm like, Carrie, you okay? <laughs> like, I can see right? the expression Caller. on your face. Um, <laughs> but really, some of those people are like that as a child, and they grow up with that. But they can't make sense of it. You can't make sense of that as a child. You don't know that. And you don't know that a lot of the, the angst, the depression, the panic that you're feeling, not all of that is coming from you. Some of that is coming from the people in the environments around you. That's true. And they get overwhelmed with that. But they don't know what that is. They don't realize that they can put boundaries up, that they can sense where their emotions end and somebody else's begin. So because they get overwhelmed with all of these emotions, they escape. They look now, to is there escape. a gym for this? They because this seems like something you'd have to work at to actually know the difference between all the messages yes. you're getting. I mean, this is something I'm just learning. Mm -hmm. And this is something that I went through. And, and the escape is something that I've done. Mm. And, you know, the escape, the natural escape, it's alcohol, it's drugs. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in some cases, it's sex, it's food. I'm an equal opportunity addict. I've done all of these things. But, um, Take your poison. But with some of these kids especially, and I have such a, a soft spot in my heart for kids, they don't know this. And I can see this happening, and I would love to be able to work with kids and it kind of help them to determine how to kind of save their own feelings and protect their own feelings and be able to recognize someone else's without absorbing them, without mm -hmm. feeling that sense of overwhelm, without feeling that need to escape. Because, again, this is all my personal theory, so I'm not a scientist. Um, I don't even play one on TV, but this is just what I've been able to pick up over time. If we could teach them the difference between their feelings and somebody else's, the boundaries that they're not responsible for other people's feelings. And uh, you've got a lot of these kids that are pleasers. They, just, they, they want somebody to see them. They want somebody mm -hmm. to, to pay attention to them. And their way of accomplishing this is to be pleasers. Yeah. And when you become a pleaser, you also become, you think you're responsible for how everybody else is feeling. So if somebody's unhappy, that's your fault. Well, and you're always looking for an outside source. For, for your own personal yeah. satisfaction. Mm -hmm. And 
if, I, if was, I can work with these I was kids. A, I loved a pacifier. Like, mm -hmm. I remember that being my thing. Like, if ever I was feeling a little bit out of sorts, I'm like, where's my pacifier? Yeah. And it became something for me. Yeah. And then my mom threw it out the window. And I'm like, oh, like no, my life ended. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what is my, yeah, but I, I could see where adults have to have some sort of outlet. Because mm -hmm. what do you do? Right. Right. And it starts again, you know, it starts early on. I don't know anybody that I've run into, and I've, you know, through my own recovery, through uh, doing my work, just I'm, I've kind of have always been somebody that everybody pours their life story to. I've never met somebody who had, you know, issues, uh, sadness, self-perception skews as an adult where it didn't start when they were very young. Mm -hmm. So if there's a way to to start talking to these kids to help them learn this before they get to the escape or even during their recovery to keep them from going that next step to, okay, the escape's not working anymore and I need it to stop. Because I hear, not only do I hear their side of it when they come through during a reading, but I'm there with their sister or I'm there with their husband or I'm there with their parents listening to what they're going through. Well, I think there's also like a sense of responsibility for all of it. Yeah. Where does that start and end? And is that something you can educate kids and maybe even adults? who never got to know, okay, I don't have to please you every moment. I'm yeah. not a cupcake. Well, mm -hmm. that, I'm not going to make you happy every moment of the day. That's one of the reasons that I want to, again, do more speaking, get this message out, because I was that kid. For me, with a lot of the childhood trauma, it was if I'm enough, if I'm smart enough, if I'm talented enough, if I'm pretty enough, maybe it'll stop. And it's not just victims of trauma or abuse. It's, it's people who just feel a little bit different. And, you know, a lot of these people who come here as an old soul, you know, you hear that expression a lot. Mm -hmm. um, they tend to grow up feeling like they don't quite fit in, knowing that they don't quite fit in. But again, as a child, you don't realize that you don't fit in because you're really incredibly special. You think you don't fit in because there's something missing. And so, again, turning this and flipping this upside down and saying, no, you don't fit in because you're here to teach the world something. Something new. Yeah. And it's, it's a gift. Oh, it's something definitely. incredibly special. And standing out is something to be applauded. It's not something to be ashamed of. Wow. There's a lot that I'm still learning. And, and I'm, I'm blessed with the ability to do that. I love that. I do too. So, okay, so what is the next step? And how can people support this? Because this seems like a really big mission and support is probably something that's going to be needed. Yeah, I mean, I think in support, one, it's, it's talk, communicate. You know, I think one of the big escapes that we use, both children, adults, everybody, social media, television, it doesn't have to be alcohol and drugs. And I remember even with my daughter uh, raising her, sometimes it was easier to get her to talk, emailing back and forth when we were in the same house because it wasn't in her face, but it made her feel comfortable. I don't care what you have to do. Send each other letters, you know, deliver it by owl, whatever you need to do. <laughs> I want owl delivery. <laughs> right? Wouldn't that be cool? Like I'd totally sign up for the owl delivery. I but it's, it's have the conversation and realize that, you know, I think we are also programmed to fit in to, you know, you don't want your kid to stand out because you don't want them to be made fun of. How about instead of like making them fit in so they don't get fun, made fun of, helping them be confident 
so that they can stand out. And so they see that as a really wonderful, incredible thing. Because everybody is unique and everybody is different for a reason. Everybody has a different purpose here. And nothing wonderful and grand was ever accomplished by everybody agreeing with each other and everybody fitting into the same little box. That's true. It's the people that challenge, the people that question, the people that think differently, that act differently. That's how we move forward. It's funny. I think whenever my kids are like, Mom, you're so weird. I'm like, I did it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, it's, it's this amazing feeling to just be who you are, no matter what the circumstances or the outcome, and just sit in that. Yes. And it's not always comfortable. No. No. But it's, it gets more comfortable when you get used to it. But I didn't do that. I mean, it took until I was really old and had all of this happen to me to realize that, that I, wasn't, <laughs> I, I wasn't happy. But I thought I was because I had this great job. I was making good money. Um, but that was me. I was my job. From the and outside, my job everything was me. Mm-hmm. Everything right. looked good. And even from the inside, because I didn't ask myself. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I knew that I had a good job. I was making good money. So that must mean I'm happy. And then I would say things like, I used to take my grandchildren to Disney World every year, and we would literally go crazy for 10 days. And I used to say every single year, I work all year for this 10 days. And it never occurred to me that that might not be the healthiest thing to say. (laughs) (laughs) I get that, though. I totally get that. But how many other people out there are living, are working all year for 10 days? For my trip to Spain. For my yep. 10 days of happiness. Exactly. For your 10 days in Spain. I'm pretty sure we're supposed to be more happier more than 10 days a year. But again, that was quite normal. And I'm like, okay, we're going back to it. So next year I can go on vacation. Wow. But it, it was part of it is allowing yourself to think of doing something different than you've always been told you should do. I Carrie. Like that. This seems like you. You you tend to break the rules a little bit. Look at her with that big old smile. I do. I do. But then I'm kind of the opposite of that, though. I'm always questioning, is this where I'm supposed to be or am I supposed to be here? I want more. I know I want more. So i kind of the opposite. I'm not like... That's really healthy. You think? I yeah, don't I do. Well, <laughs> I'm going to call it healthy. You can okay. run with that. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to own that. <laughs> Write it down. <laughs> I am. Ten times. <laughs> but it's good because even if you say, you know what? Yes, I think I'm in the right place. At least you're asking. All the time. And that's important. About everything. Okay, but that might not be so <laughs> You know what I'm talking about. We just went obsessive. Yes, I do. Well, you know that too. <laughs> when we cross the line into second-guessing everything, I think that's when it becomes unhealthy. See, and I don't think I'll wait long enough to second-guess. It's already done. <laughs> well, that's been poured. Yes, yes. <laughs> Amen. And, and another thing, I always tell my children, instead of the whole fitting in thing, mm-hmm. everyone has a fingerprint, and it's their own. Yes. Just like you are your own person, and there's nobody like you. So I have I always, I I have always told them that. I always find it ridiculous when people are looking for someone just like them. I'm like, aren't you enough in this world? Like, why would you want someone just like you? Like, mm-hmm. it's redundant after a while. Although like, I, I want the excitement of getting to know someone newly every single day. And I like, think that there's there? not enough of that. Yeah. Because in this world, the way that it is, it takes a lot of courage to be who you are. Because I can tell you just from my own personal experience, 
I got a very different reaction when I said I'm a VP of marketing than I do when I say I'm a psychic medium. I can imagine. <laughs> sure. I have to tell you. Um, and the respect level is different. Even, you know, friends, even family, the, the level of support that I get. Maybe it's because they're like, what do you know? It's very different. <laughs> um, but you know what? The more that we encourage that, the more that people like you exist oh, and encourage it. it. And I do get people who are like, what do you know? <laughs> I think I did. I was kind of like that. I'm like, wait, don't say yeah. anything. <laughs> it's like, do I ask? Do I not ask? Yeah. Do I want to know? All right, I'm brave. Do Go I want to tell me? <laughs> do I not want to know? <laughs> it is. It's challenging. It's challenging. Dating is a whole different world. Oh my <laughs> gosh, it sure media. is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm speechless. <laughs> and that doesn't happen often. Mm-mm. Well, hey, I'm happy to be witness to that. <laughs> <laughs> I get the same thing sometimes because I get surprised by this every day when something comes up in a reading and I'll be like, are you kidding me? <laughs> because I still get surprised. Wait, do you have your own readings? Oh, no, I never oh, do. Oh, yeah. okay. I'm, I'm very difficult to I was like, that's read. really cool. Every once in a while, I have um, someone that I brought on to do tarot card reading at, at my business, which is Light of the Phoenix, and she does readings for me mm-hmm. on occasion, and I, I will get surprised like that. But it's um, when I get things that come through and I'll mention it to people like, this morning when I randomly did the, oh, here's your dad, and he's saying, is his birthday coming up or is it your birthday that's coming up? And she said his birthday's in two days. And I was like, wow. I think when I stop getting surprised, then I'll need to step back and reevaluate because it's incredibly humbling to get all of these things to come be. through. I mean, yeah. and it's really random things too. I mean, some of my most random things, let's see. There was one that I said, um, I said, I, they're telling me Switzerland, and he said, "Well, I'm just I just got back from Switzerland." I said, "And they're showing me uh, a Nutcracker, like from the ballet, like an old-fashioned Nutcracker, and a clock with a person on it." And he said, "Well, my grandmother just gave me a Nutcracker, and I put it next to this German clock I have with a person on it." I was like, "Okay, that's what I said." She's giving me this look, like, like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> I don't even have to speak around you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Wow. It's it, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's and it's um, it's a blessing. Mm. It's a blessing. So, what do you do with skeptics? Because I mean, there's so many out there. Okay, what you, come what on, you like did this me, morning, I, like what you did this morning, I guess. <laughs> because I was like, uh, you know, and I told yeah. Lisa before you came in, I was like, you know, there's part of me that's like, all right, convince me. Well, and <laughs> there are some people that just can't be read. Right. Well, you know, and I will say that I have come across that twice, hmm. and I've done probably thousands of readings at this point. Um, and there have been two people that I just couldn't read. And the, the first time one of them came through and I said, you know, I kept trying things and it wasn't making sense. And I said, I don't know what's happening, but let me try to reschedule you because this doesn't happen. But, you know, we'll see. The second time I tried to read her, I didn't realize it was the same person I had rescheduled. And I was like, what's happening to me? Wow. <laughs> it's the second time in a week. And she goes, oh, this is my reschedule. And I was like, okay, it didn't make me feel a little better. It was the same person. Yeah. Some people just can't be read. As far as skeptics go, I'm not here to convince anybody of anything. You know, they, I I'm really, my life is not my own these days. I mean, they, they will turn me around in traffic. They will make me turn wow. around in a mall to go talk to somebody. Um, so I know that they will give me the messages for people who need them. And that's all I need to know. And for skeptics, I understand fear. I, I have PTSD. So fear is a regular part of my life. And it still affects every day of my life. So I understand um, being afraid of things that you're not familiar with. And that is a big part of it. It is. It is. And, and honestly, you know, a lot of people think psychic mediums don't believe in God. And I'm a very strong Christian, 
my faith has literally saved my life um, because I've been in a place where I wasn't sure if I wanted to keep living. Um, so it's, there's a lot of fear around it. There's a lot of fear like you had. Are they going to tell me something scary? Right. Um, you know, a lot of it is the, you know, different psychic mediums. Some are frauds. I'm not going to mm -hmm. lie. There are people out there that are frauds. You can watch for them by, do they ask you a lot of questions before you start? Do they key in on a lot of facial expressions? As you know, I mm -hmm. don't look at people when I'm reading them because I at don't want to be influenced by facial expressions. Um, and we had so many. And I am the queen of facial expressions. <laughs> yeah. You can't like tell exactly what I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> you can tell exactly what I'm thinking. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's their right to believe or disbelieve. The only place that I have a problem is when people start calling me Satan and um, telling me that I'm, I'm doing the devil's work. Oh, no, that's not true. And, uh, you know, on my Instagram and Facebook, I, I, use, I call them messages from beyond. I actually take quotes from readings because I, I record readings from my, the ones that are scheduled and not in the middle of a mall um, for my clients. And I'll go back and listen to them. And some of the things that, that people say when they come through, some of the spirits, are, they're beautiful. Mm -hmm. So I started calling a message from beyond and I just take quotes. And they're all inspirational, motivational quotes. And I'll put a little bit down. I never use names, but I'll say this mom came through or this baby came through with this message. And, uh, and then they'll come through and call me Satan. And I'm like, <clears throat> so, you, so you looked at my Instagram and clearly this shows you that I'm what? <laughs> <laughs> so I literally, I, I, I used to just pray for them and then I would block the comment until I discovered that you can actually block comments that it, contain certain words yeah. so I just started doing that because I don't want to see them and I don't want my followers to see them because that is it's hurtful and the whole reason I do this is to help people mm. you definitely helped me you oh, really I'm did so glad. you totally did I'm so glad it was unexpected but I'm really glad <laughs> I know I'm really glad that and it these happened are questions that, that I've had for like 14 years so Aww. yeah that makes me happy thank you <laughs> and we're going to tear up again, and then uh, we're going to take a break. <laughs> uh, but when we come back, maybe you can learn a little bit more about Robin, if she's open to expressing a little. Woo! All right, we'll be right back. <laughs> well, she okay. will keep you busy, too. <laughs> Do you dream of having long, luxurious hair? Now that dream can be reality with the help of Christina Wirtz's expertise in beaded hair extensions. Christina, owner of Haven Salon Healing in Scottsdale, wants you to feel sexy and confident again, no matter what your age. Whether you're looking for Instagram-worthy mermaid hair or you want the thickness back that you used to have, these extensions are the safest and highest quality on the market today. Christina blends them perfectly into your hair so that you can style it up, down, straight, wavy. Painless, easy, and affordable. Call to book your free consultation today with beauty maker Christina at 480-788-8880. That's 480-788-8880. Did you fall out of love with your marketing? Are you ready to reconnect with your audience and grow beyond your own limitations? Get to the Ellen Sparks Agency and demand a spark session right away. Spark Sessions are tailored just for you, the busy, growing business owner looking to bring the sparks back. EllenSparksAgency.com And that's Ellen with only one L for Love Your Marketing. So welcome back. We are talking to Linda the Medium. And we're actually not even sure we're going to name this show. We were back and forth between <laughs> the tightrope, the marketing medium. 
Like there's just so many ways of seeing this. And like one of the things that's, that's coming up for me is like what a gift it is and how some people don't even realize when they even have it. Because um, I've always been a little bit more intuitive and quiet as Linda's just like, yep. A lot more intuitive. And I always thought everyone was like that. And it was funny when people were like, wait, you see things most people don't, which turned into my career, which is marketing, because I always see PR and marketing like in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Except for the so, quiet part. Except for the what? Quiet part. part. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's the T and the whatever. All right. Hey. Um, <laughs> it's and, interesting because it, it, this comes from um, your mom's side of the family. So you actually, when you were young, you probably talked to yourself a lot when you were little mm-hmm. because you actually saw spirits when you were young mm-hmm. is what I'm getting. And um, so that was something very natural for you. Your connection with the other side has always been very strong. Um, and you've actually been very good about trusting that and trusting your instincts, which is interesting because a lot of people that I get when they come through and give me these messages, they're actually, they don't trust themselves. But you have learned to really trust yourself and trust those instincts and know that they're, they're more than just gut feelings or, you know, talking to yourself in your head. Uh, but you've always had that. It definitely very strong in your mom's side of the family. I don't know that your mom has it as much as your grandmother did. I'm actually um, named by my grandma. Okay, that, yeah. that explains it. Yeah. Because, yeah, your grandmother coming through very strong that connection. And, again, she had it as well. She had very much it. I think she called it the sight. Um, wow. But you, you come through this very, this comes through very honestly. And, again, it started very young with you. It's funny because I didn't know what it was. And mm-hmm. I would always get very emotional around people. And then I'd find out, like, they have a disease or something mm-hmm. serious is going on in their life. And people are like, why is she having this reaction? <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't even, like, something I could even control at the time. So it was really different, but not scary to me. It was just scary for mm-hmm. everyone else, which caused it to be scary for me. And I kind of subdued yeah. it a bit. So, Robin, I don't know if you have anybody mm-hmm. who passes something with a stomach um, but it, or if you have stomach issues. But I am definitely getting some sort of stomach issues here, but you definitely have a free spirit coming in. So um, this feels like a female and um, again, very much a calm, calm. Mm-hmm. I, I keep getting free spirit. I keep getting, um, this is not somebody who got really anxious about anything. Mm-hmm. Definitely female. Has dad's mom passed? Yes. Okay. I, I feel like this is dad's mom. Uh, but again, she's coming through as just this very kind of calming presence. Um, there's something closing for you, too. There's something ending for you, too, in a good way. It's, it's as if you're, you're finishing off something or something is, is um, you're shutting the door behind you and you're moving away from it. Not necessarily away, but you're, it's something you no longer have to worry about. Um, and, and it's helpful for me just because, I'm, again, I'm not looking at you. If you can say, uh-huh, okay, she looks anything. Like she's going to yeah, pop. Yeah, she, she's on track. Okay, She's very you. much on track. This is what I say when people, when I'm doing readings, since I don't look at them, just so I don't go off in a completely different direction sure. for 10 minutes. But anyways, it's literally almost like things are settling. Things are, it's like you no longer have to worry about that. Uh, and it's, it's, again, this feeling of calm, this feeling of peace around it. I've accepted that I have the same gift that you do. Ah, excellent. Okay. And um, that's what I'm working on right now is a book, and I'm almost finished with it. I was going to ask you where you were with your book. Okay. <laughs> I yes. knew it. All right. Yeah. So it is this, this kind of thing that's behind you, and it's, I, I feel like it, it was in process in your head for years. Uh, you thought about it, you thought about it, you thought about it, you thought about it, but you never got around to doing it. But because you kept thinking about it, it was always lingering there, and it was almost like a weight on your back. Um, Very true. And now in terms of it's not just about writing the book. It's about 
bringing it forward. It's about closing not the hiding chapters. behind it anymore. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Ex- accepting that when they do speak to you, you have to just accept the fact that you have to say something. Right. You can't hide it anymore. And, and as you know, in today's world, it's becoming more acceptable, but we still have to practice spiritual etiquette. Right. Oh, exactly. Exactly. But there's something about you. You're not doing this alone. You very much have guides with you yes. that have been helping you along the way. You have a very strong Native American connection, too. I don't know what it is, but it's, it's, uh, um, it's like a belonging almost. It, it, you get a lot of your spiritual strength um, from that connection. Yes. And I feel like when you go to some place that has a strong energy around the kind of a Native American energy and history, that it, uh, it expands your powers. It, not powers, I know that sounds like very witchy, but um, it makes your abilities stronger. It puts you more in tune with them. Yes. And you've spent a lot of time, I feel like over the last 12 to 15 months, kind of closing out some things outside, <laughs> uh, the distractions outside of your world. So I don't know if you've stopped doing something or really just... Um, Again, changed your focus and limited your, again, your outside distractions, your, your energy wasting, because you did a lot of that too, to try to almost avoid the path that you knew would end up being the one that you would walk down. Yeah, I've learned to say no a lot more. Yes. And that's the key to it. Otherwise, I would not be able to sit down and write this book. Right, right. Because again, it's that um, sitting with yourself. Yeah. Like we talked about earlier, sitting with your feelings, because just the process of doing that also kind of opens up that connection even more. The distractions really serve to block some of the connection that so many of us have. And it took, just like it took me, stopping, having to leave my life as I knew it, myself, as I knew it. If I hadn't done that, I wouldn't have this connection that I have now that enables me to do this so easily. But it's interesting. So you are definitely pursuing this as a career path as well. Um, um, to some degree. I, I like you like to help people, but uh-huh. it's difficult to find a way to turn this into something monetarily. And I'm just doing it more from the, the bottom of my heart and my actual soul because I'm a soul coach. Mm-hmm. That's what I've been called. Mm-hmm. And it, to me, that's what I would love to do is just get people. I always call it getting right from the inside out because right. too many of us try to put the outside first because we want our appearance to stand out as opposed to getting right from the inside. Right. So they're telling me that you're making this a career path. I'm just saying. So <laughs> that may not know. be your intention right now, but that's what they're I'm, telling me. I'm so, accepting whatever they give me. You know, I think it's, it, it, it very well could have something to do with through the book, but there, it, it's going to be bigger than you think it is right now. And I do agree with it's getting right from within because it really is about breaking out of this bubble that, society tells us we're supposed to be in and i'm working on um trying to do a regional ted talk about this very topic in that when we decide we're going to be who we're supposed to be instead of who other people tell us we're supposed to be mm-hmm. that's where the world starts to be a better place amen and that's, so true. that's what we need to do and this is what you're doing and there's a lot of people that are kind of breaking out of the ordinary right now and doing that um breaking out of the matrix yes hey. it's exactly yeah. exactly it uh, but there's so much to discover. There's so much more of that. There's so many people that are almost being, um, and I hate the term awakening because that's so overused right now, mm-hmm. but it, it's almost as if they're discovering themselves for the first time. Now, wouldn't you agree that we're just spiritual beings having a human experience? Oh, absolutely. I love that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I saw that quote for the first time like two years ago, and it's always stuck with me because I absolutely believe that to be true. And I believe that basically our world is what we make it to be. And it starts with us. It starts with who we allow ourselves to be. And it's not even just who we, it's not even who we make ourselves to be. It's who we allow ourselves to be. 
because we have what we need already. We were born with that. And we have spent every moment from the time we were born walking away from who we were born to be. Because we're scared and we're conditioned to believe something different. It's the conditioning. Different. Yeah. Absolutely. I mm-hmm. believe that. Um, it's interesting because you're very much a quiet warrior. You have somebody who's a cancer survivor around you too. A lot. Yeah. Okay. And I've, I've lost a lot of people with cancer yes. too. Um, but you're very much a quiet warrior. So you help those in the fight and you help those losing the fight. Um, because you have that presence about you, that strength about you that is very contagious. I feel like I have a mother figure coming through. So this would either be mom or mom's mom. Um, mom is still here. Mom's mom is, I never met my mom's mom, but I met one of her stepmoms who was very close to me at one time. Okay. So the, I'm going to tell you what I'm getting from this person again. Um, wow, you were very strong even as a child. Yes, I was. You started being strong <laughs> at a very young age. Yeah. And it was something that you took on. You took on that responsibility, and you've never been able to put it down. And it's really hard for you because um, you two have a lot in common here. Um, (laughs) It's really hard for you because you've taken that on. You do not like to show vulnerability. But it's in our vulnerability that we gain our best strength. It is. So I'm learning that. You are. (laughs) And that's a big, important lesson for you to learn because it's almost like you're still getting over the hump of seeing it as it's not your job to be weak. It's your job to be strong. And she's coming through and saying, you've been strong enough. Like it's time to let somebody else be strong for a little while. And that does not mean you're going to turn into a mess on the floor. It just means, and more people need to hear this. Mm -hmm. Just because you've always been strong doesn't mean you have to be. No. Because the more strong you are, the more likely it is that you're burying emotions. I am the queen of burying emotions. And it is not a good thing to do. No. Because when it comes out, it comes out with a vengeance. And that's what tore my life apart. And you're discovering how to let it out, how to kind of be vulnerable, because you're absolutely right. In the vulnerability, you find your strength. In the vulnerability, you find your courage. Yeah. And you find your bravery. Because it takes vulnerability to really find out who you are. Well, you can't connect and resonate with the human being unless you know that. You right. have, it's like you said, we go through those experiences in our life, and that's, how, that's our best teaching tool. Because through that, we gain that wisdom of how to not just survive, but thrive. Right. And right. that's the key. And, you know, somebody told me something 25 years ago, and it's always stuck with me. So anytime I get to this point, I always remember that saying, it's time for you to step down off the cross. You can't save everyone. And that was the most pinnacle thing. A total stranger told me this, and he happened to be an employee of a guy that I was trying to help. And he just said, you've got to learn this, Mm -hmm. Robin. You're not the savior. It's time for you to step down. You can't save everybody, Mm -hmm. no matter how much you want to try. Mm -hmm. So that has always stuck with me. Yeah, I'm going to give you a song to listen to if you don't know it. It's um, what I thought was a more obscure Ed Sheeran song, but the, the lyrics are incredible. It's called Save Myself. Ah, yes. And it it's a is good song, yeah. Brilliant. It is. Um, do you know, do you have somebody you, I don't know, I don't think this is you. I'm getting a headache. So this would be somebody who either passed of something with the brain or the head. Um, he's passed? It's either some, somebody who's passed of something with the brain or the head or somebody who's here who has something with the brain or the head. Yeah, there is somebody right now in my life that does have something going on in the head. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, it's 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 very painful. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Let me see what I'm getting. Um, there's a lot of support. Is this still unidentified, or was this just diagnosed? Um, it's if it's who I'm thinking, it's not quite identified yet. But he jokes all the time about a brain tumor. I don't think it's a brain tumor, but it is something that is. Um, it's not small. It's something that needs to be addressed. I don't believe it's a brain tumor. I feel like it has something to do with the nerves. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm seeing nerve endings in the brain, and I'm not sure I am. Is it so a guy a or a girl? Do you know? I'm getting a guy. Okay. Because there is a female who has some issues with that, too, that I know. Is it the guy that has, is having the painful? He's having a lot of pain yeah. it, and all over his body. Yeah. I feel like it has something to do with the nerve endings in the brain. Okay. So you'll have to let me know, but that's what I'm getting. Um, but there is a lot of pain associated with it. Yeah, because when I'm around him, I, I hear that, that he's in pain a lot. Yeah, and I don't, he's got a female that's coming through for him. So, again, this feels very maternal for him. Um, his mom just died a year ago. Okay, so that would be who's coming through for him. Please let him know that um, she is with him. They, I feel like they were very, very close. Um, it, even more, more I, um, it's interesting. The, um, she keeps bringing through like white roses. That's asking for forgiveness if I'm not, if I'm not wrong. Is it? Yeah, I believe it is. So there's white roses. Mm -hmm. So she's coming in almost like, I don't know that she's all the way crossed yet. So some people, when they cross, they have healing to do. Um, They're in the soul realm still dealing with things. Yeah, and, yeah. and it's, it's more of a recognition of what and who they were here and um, reconciling with that on their way to crossing over. And I feel like she's still in that healing process. I feel like she's wanting to be much closer to him now than she was here. Yeah. It's almost like they started very close and then that she became somebody he didn't recognize. Um, I don't know, she had a mental health issue, but I'm getting mm -hmm. a lot of confusion from her as well. Yeah. So I, she is, um, again, the white roses, the forgiveness. Uh, and she keeps showing that. So she is in healing, she is crossing, but please let him know that she is apologizing, but that she's also with him as he goes through this, if he will allow her to be. And so that's it is the his hard choice. Part. Yeah. He, um, we don't talk about my so-called gift, mm -hmm. I guess is the only word to use, because hearing his conversations with me, he's kind of reluctant to believe in a lot of that. So, Yeah, and, and it will be his choice, because right. again, what she's saying is that he didn't have a lot of choices for a long time. No. And he was stuck in a situation that he should not have been stuck in. She put and him so, there. Okay, so she, yeah. that makes sense then. Mm -hmm. So she is uh, wanting him to know that she is there if he wants her to be. And it will be his choice. <laughs> That's funny because I've been talking to her a lot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've been telling her she needs to support him because she didn't while she was here. Yeah, no, she's very persistent. And again, with the white roses, it's almost like coming right next to him. And that's where I get. So as they come through, they kind of come through with a different energy if they've passed more recently. But they also come through with a different energy if they haven't crossed all the way. Right. If they're in that kind of healing process. Um, and again, she's wanting to be very close to him, but is allowing him to make that choice because she took a lot of choices away from him. Yes, you're correct. And um, Okay, my headache is going away now. So I, I do feel like he is going to be getting a diagnosis soon. About two and a half weeks, I believe. Okay, all right. So know that, again, he is not alone. He does have people watching out for him, and it will be his, his, uh, his choice 
That does not mean that there's going to be nobody watching out for him if he chooses not to be. He does have other relatives. He's got, um, he's got somebody on dad's side too, dad's dad, I believe, um, coming through as well. So he is watched out for by other people on the other side. Okay. Do you, is there something with you and horses? They keep bringing up horses hmm. with you. The Mustangs. Horses. Well, I, I drive a yeah. Mustang. Mustang. Oh, that's what it is. Okay. Yeah. That's it's the last the time somebody brought, That one's easy. Mustangs was the last time somebody brought through horses. It was because she went to school and their mascot was Mustangs. So, hey, that's my mascot from high school. Okay. All right. So it might be a twofer. Wow. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're very good about that. Um, yeah. So keep going. You're just scratching the surface. You've made a lot of... It's interesting because I feel like a lot of the education that you've been doing and the work that you've been doing has been more on yourself and less on the abilities. And the work on yourself has been bringing forward the abilities. I would agree with that because I, I think, I'm sure you would agree with me on this, I think we all have the capability of doing those things. It's just that our conditioning shuts us out to that because when we're children, we're more open to accepting mm -hmm. things because our parents and the world hasn't said, no, you can't. Your imaginary friends are not real. That's just your imagination. Because we do see a lot of those things when we are children. And my first experience, I was 10 years old. And yeah. it's, it literally scared the hell out of me because I saw it in the movie Witch Mountain. But to actually have the gift of telekinesis and make it happen because you're so angry looking at something. I mean, you get really scared when you're a kid. And again, it's all about the story that you're told around it. Right. And that's what people need to realize is that how you feel about these kind of things does not change whether or not they exist. And identifying why you feel about things the way that you do. A lot of it is based on fear. A lot of it is based on what you've been told. But is that based on fact? Mm -mm. Not necessarily. And trying to, you know, I, I believe that part of my purpose is also trying to bring these things mainstream. I have an MBA. I was a very successful executive. I am not somebody who was woo-woo and, you know, sitting on a corner with a card table and a crystal ball. This is legitimate and this does happen. You can believe that or you cannot believe that. I believe you. And that, <laughs> <laughs> and that does not change whether it exists or not. And that's, that's why, you know, you asked about how I handle skeptics. It's, it's that way. You know, the only thing I can do is do what I've been called to do, and that's to help people. And I, you know, the, the guy I met in the pool on 4th of July, who was a financial advisor and a skeptic until his mother-in-law came through and started talking for 20 minutes, and then he said, okay, well, I'm not a skeptic anymore. I literally had chills. And that is supposed, that's where I was supposed to be at that moment, and that's the conversation I was supposed to be having on that day. And that's all I can do. Your comfort level is so amazing. Like it really is. It, it's it's soothing just to be around you. Like there's just the safety that comes out Thank of you, you, which I'm so like honored to have you on the show, and I'm so thrilled that you're actually looking to expand this to the children. Well, because if I could have had that, who knows what could have arised from now all. You're going to make me cry. Oh, thank you. Turn about is fair play. <laughs> I know I do tell people I make people cry for a living but it's a good cry it's it true like, it it is. Like, those are such great releases like I used to be a cry baby and now it's like See, I, I don't, don't cry I don't. as much as I used to and I sometimes miss it because there's such a fun release, a release to it. it absolutely well and there's it, usually it's it's um 
knowing people are safe on the yes. other side. Yes. I mean, I had somebody come in, or I don't know, I guess it was a couple months ago, um, and it was a phone reading, and his mom came through, and she had taken her own life. Mm-hmm. And he had done other second meeting readings, and his mom had never come through. And he's a Christian as well, and he had always been told, uh, you know, Catholic, that they won't go to heaven. And so he was worried that she would never be in heaven. And so when she came through, he asked me, he said, you're Christian, right? And I said, yes. And he said, well, some people believe that they won't go to heaven. And I said, well, they do. Because there's God's, they are God's children. And knowing that their family is safe on the other side is everything. I love it. That's amazing. So we were talking about this on the way over. How um, well, first? How do people reach you? Like, let's let's. So I have um, my website is lightofthephoenix.com, and my business name is Light of the Phoenix. Because, Why did you pick? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I was the phoenix. My life literally burned down around me. I didn't know how I was going to make a living, uh, because I can only do so many readings in a day. Because it's, it's not that it's physically draining. But I'm kind of not here when I'm doing this, so it's, it, it, um, it is draining to a certain extent, and I never want somebody to come through because there's expectations around it. There's a lot of excitement. There's a lot of people are putting a lot into these readings, and I never want to be less than 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, and I wanted to be the light for people, so light of the phoenix. And I do readings. Uh, again, I do them all over the country, all over the world. And I do them in my office in Burbank or over the phone. So can you schedule in the US? like a sit down with you over your website? Is yeah, that, uh, you okay. can schedule everything online. Great. Um, I've set it up. That's where my VP of database marketing hat came in handy. Mm. Um, I set it up so it's very easy to schedule an appointment. Mm. Regardless of your time zone, you'll see what days, times I'm available. Great. You can just pick a time and schedule it right there. You don't ever even have to talk to me. And can we give people a like a, like a cost? Sure, my like, readings... If they are um, either over the phone, virtual online, or in my office are $150, it's more if I'm coming to you or if I'm doing a private party or an event. Uh, I also do spiritual energy cleansing. So that would be for people, it's part Reiki, part chakra alignment, and part spiritually energy cleansing. And then I also do that for property. So, you know, for real estate agents or people that are trying to sell their property, if it's not moving, a lot of time it's got a lot of old stagnant energy. And, you know, you can walk into a place and know, like, this is comfortable, I want to be here, or this just doesn't feel right. So I will do that. And also for uh, businesses, for small businesses especially, to kind of uh, remove any stagnancy and kind of get the business moving up a little bit. And uh, that's all on my website as well. And I do have a tarot card reader that I work with who, Mm. her name's Brittany Lee, and she's wonderful. I love that. So is it a one-time thing, or can people, like, call you on a regular basis? Can you do something that's more supportive that I do have people that, that come um, on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And it really depends on where you're in, uh, you know, what situation that you're in and what you're looking for. I always tell people, uh, leave four weeks between readings. It would be great for me if I had to come back every week, but that's not good for you. Mm-hmm. Because you really need time to kind of debrief and, and work with what you've learned. Yeah, and and let that absorb before you come back. So I do have people who come back for, you know, they'll do a reading, they'll come for a spiritual energy cleansing, or, or they'll just come every month for a reading for a while. Um, I have one client of mine who has a young girl, and, and her husband, the, the child's father, passed away. And so they come on a regular basis, and she brings her daughter with, and it's been really, really helpful for her. 
So it really is just uh, dependent. I know the kids. So cool. The kids yeah. just, I just, I adore them. I have a, a neighbor down the hall who just turned 13. Her name's Simone Harrison. She's an upcoming actress, but she, I call her Sunshine in a Person because she is. She's just this wonderful person. Uh, and she and her mom, Tanya, and I spend a lot of time together. And they're so used to watching me do readings. Simone just loves it because they can see it. You can see it in my eyes when I go to do a reading and mm -hmm. I start looking away. Um, you can. But, yeah, it, it's fun. I just, I, I love the kids. I love the kids. So when are you going to start working with kids um, in a big way? You know, I really just need to make the connection. So if anybody mm -hmm. is listening, um, I would really love to work with the, the recovery community, especially, you know, um, here, in the recovery Phoenix, community. or anywhere? Wherever. Okay. Honestly, wherever. This is such an important Because you are cause moving to here, me. right? I'm, I'm looking at potentially moving here. Um, <laughs> I already it called it out. Yeah. It only makes done. sense. I it have does. a name of her yeah. business and all. Exactly. <laughs> that is true. I do have, um, because I have clients all over the world, and I would say a good portion of my readings are remote. So I do have the flexibility to go different places, which is why, you know, working with recovery communities, it really doesn't matter where they are mm -hmm. or honestly, you know, what country they're in. If it's an opportunity for me to help, I want to do that. I love that. Well, we definitely want to support that. So Absolutely. we'll have to have you come back when I you actually live here. To. Absolutely. That would be such a blast. And you have to meet Christina, who actually does Reiki. Yes. She's on in a canoe somewhere in somewhere. <laughs> I think, yes. or kayak. Thank you. Well, I'm like, canoe, her. kayak. It's um, Tennessee, K, whatever. Yeah. She's avoiding me. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> She's not where she can call in. She could. <laughs> Just be a little difficult. Well, I would love to meet her. Yes. And I would love to come back. This has been quite a blast. And it was great meeting everybody's families oh. and, uh, <laughs> awesome i know it's fun for like me a big reunion i know <laughs> it's always fun when they have parties up there i will tell you i'll leave you with one quick story Ooh. so i was um i was visiting a, a graveyard it's forest lawn cemetery in la uh visiting someone for a friend of mine but i went in to get directions to get information well it's also a funeral parlor and I started hearing them all introducing themselves to each other. And it was the cutest thing. I never thought about wow. that. But they're all like, oh, my family's going to be here soon. And it was literally like they were all having coffee and tea together. It was the cutest thing. Wow. I know. I, like I have a different perspective on everything just based on what I hear and based on the experiences I have. All right. I have a selfish question before we end. Oh, <laughs> do I, I do. So what are your feelings about scary movies? You know what? I, I have, I draw the line at certain things. I draw the line at horror. I draw the line at anything having to do with Satan or the devil. Um, I have a hard time with, um, like, I love adventure movies, you know, like uh, The Fugitive is one of my all-time favorites. Oh, we were talking about, like, End Games and Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah, Avengers. Yes. Like, I love Avengers. Uh, but anything that leans towards horror is not not my deal, not my deal at Nor all. Nor hers. Mm -mm. <laughs> <laughs> I will not do it. Yeah, no, I just I mm -mm. can't do it. Yep, can't do it. I can't and, even explain it. You know, and a lot of it, like people get scared about doing this. Well, a lot of it's about setting your intentions, and coming from positive intentions, coming from a place of love. I teach classes. To, for people both virtually and in person about kind of discovering your own spiritual gifts and getting in touch with that. And one of the first things I say is come from a good place of good intentions, come from a place of love. And if that's not what you're looking for, then you need to find another class because um, that's what I teach and that's who I'm willing to teach. But when it goes beyond that, yeah, not my deal. 
Yeah, I think you're calling in something else. <laughs> but wow. with that, uh, I just want to like encourage people to just love people around you. I yes. think uh, yeah. yes. we forget that sometimes. Like whatever it is, whoever it is, animal, person, thing, just Be love open it to up. things too. Be in love today. Yeah. So thank you so much. And thank see you guys you. next week. Thank you I so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.